welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode, maybe the most exciting episode I have ever done. Oh, I gosh. am here with Alexis Larson, dressed in Lala, <laughs> Lex Nevin. Hello. Um, hi, Lex. Hi. Doing? Good. <laughs> we just recorded an hour and 40 minute episode for her brand new podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah, pimp me out. Kinsey, so yeah, I know Kinsey has like some juicy listeners. <laughs> juicy you have, you listeners? have more listeners than I, I do. I like that. Because you've been doing this longer, but... Yeah, my podcast is called La La Land with Lex, and it's just it's just life and fun and kind of like business, kind of pop culture, kind of, I don't know, what would you say? I feel like it's a little bit of everything. It almost feels like an influencer podcast. Like, it's just kind of like everything you're doing. It's like lifestyle podcast, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, we're going to start having more guests on. But yeah, it's been fun. I feel like our episode was fire. I feel like you guys are like, we'll learn things about Kinsey you never knew. Yeah, it's a little more personal. I start crying, which was just <laughs> so cringe of me. I still can't believe We literally it. told this exact story about how I never cry, and then I started crying talking about my friendship. So I have to do some like subconscious reprogramming. Stop really. it. I think, I think you've done the subconscious reprogramming and it worked. <laughs> Anyways, that's a step um, forward for you to cry. I guess you need to release that. But you guys need to go listen to not just that episode, but all of it. I feel like. When is this episode going to go live? It'll go live actually before this one, mm-hmm. before the one with you goes live. Okay. Yeah. So our podcast will go live next Wednesday. Yeah. So head over there. I feel like in the beginning I was like just going to listen because you were my friend. And now I'm like the, those episodes drop and I'm like tuning in. I'm shocked that you <laughs> listen. I, I'm i shocked you like it because you're kind of like you. I feel like your caliber of people that you like and like look up to are like very different from me. Well, I just feel like it's really interesting. I just don't like stuff where it feels like it's like the same thing over and over again. So the podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to are like more comedy podcasts or there's like, and so I feel like with yours, I'm like, I never know what you're going to talk about. So it always feels, I'm always like on the edge of my seat. Love. Thank you. So I highly recommend. I think it's fun. A lot of times business owners were only listening to like mm-hmm. business podcasts. And I think some of the times in my business that I've grown the most has been when I'm like, girl, go listen to like a fun podcast. Stop like listening to self-help books on Audible and like listen to a sexy romance. Totally. We went through that phase where like all we did in the beginnings of our businesses because we it was the same time where we only listened to like every business, business podcast, every girl boss podcast, listen to every audio book about making money, about attracting money. And like, I think it was good yeah. luckily because like we didn't get in like a really like scarcity type mindset like inspired us but like it can start to burn you out well i feel like it yeah you start to become sick of that content and like you don't want to become sick of like that type of content Mm -hmm. so i feel like we reached the point where we're like okay we got it under control um and so now we just listen to fun things and sometimes we'll tap in yeah Yeah. that's kind of why i started the podcast is i just like i have my business that like consumes my life and it's so fun and I'm so glad it's like my dream job but like at the end of the day it's my business and it pays the bills so I just wanted something that wasn't so serious yeah what was the process like of launching your podcast was it smooth how long have you been wanting to do it 
Tell I mean, us a little bit about that. You know, that. I've been like trying to talk Kinsey into doing a podcast with me for like the last three years, probably <laughs> on and off. And she's just, well, I at was one point we yeah, said yes. Yeah. But then it kind of turned into a no. Yeah. But then I realized like I'm just trying, I think I'm just, I, it sounded fun with Kinsey, but I think it was just like I struggle with like taking the first step. Mm-hmm. I'm really good once I start at being consistent, but the first, like taking those first couple of steps, I'm not good at it. So, Anyways, it just took me a few years to decide to do it. And then I don't, we went to a um, retreat, mm-hmm. like a business kind of type retreat in January. It was just Kinsey and I and her coach named Stephanie. And I don't know, like we just kind of, it was in January. So it was like a nice way to like start the year, set some goals. And it was so funny because it was literally, I think we went on like January 8th or something and I remember being like I just felt like 2023 was gonna be my year and like it's not and Kinsey and Stephanie were like it's January 8th why were you even saying that I remember you saying that but what it was just like drama (sighs) no it wasn't drama it was just like this Nordstrom thing had been in the works my brand just went live on Nordstrom like three weeks ago and that had been in the works for so long and I was hoping it would have happened by then it was just like dragging out and we hadn't heard from them. It was like we were waiting on something. And then there was something else. There was just like things that I was just like, I don't know. And it just like wasn't happening. And I don't I don't know. There was one other I know. thing. I, remember I can't remember what it was. It was like some sort of drama, I think. Yeah, it was something that I was really excited about and it didn't happen or I don't know. But anyway, so <laughs> it was just funny. But then I remember while we were there, like I felt like we really leaned into at least for me, like my intentions, I realized were like for the last six years my goals have all related around Lala like Mm -hmm. every year and it's been fun for me but I think this year was the first year as I was like sitting down and figuring out what I wanted my goals to be this year where I was like I think I want my goals to be more like personal focus like I just haven't focused on myself in a really long time so the goals I were setting were just different and it was kind of weird but like one of them was just like I told Stephanie like I just have always wanted to start a podcast and like and another thing about the podcast too is like I was in therapy for I started therapy a year from last November so I was in therapy for like a year and I feel like I like worked through a lot of stuff my parents got divorced and that's kind of like why I started it and then it just you know therapy just turns into all the things but by the end I was feeling like the end of last year I was feeling like I feel good like I'm like in a good place I don't you know I don't know if there's anything I really need to like focus on right now and what kept coming up in my therapy sessions was like me like there I was still holding on to this like being worried about like what people thought about me not like everyone but like people because I've I've kind of like gone through a faith transition too so anyways I've just been like in this space where I'm like I feel like people don't know everything about me and I don't want to like let them down or whatever. So my therapist was like, I think you should start a pod like the podcast you've been talking about for a while. Like, I think it'll be good for you to just like say what you feel, what you think and just put it out there. And like, you can't control who listens or who doesn't and whatever. And so anyways, I brought that up again at the retreat and then we just were like, you should do it. And I think you were like, you should just, I know this girl who's like a podcast. She edits podcasts. You should message her. And so I did. And then. I don't know. Now it's live. It's you've done how many episodes? 10, 11. Yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't like I kept second guessing myself as one does. But I also think it's like you're like, I struggle to take the first step, but like you don't. 
it maybe takes you a couple months but like for most people like there's people who have probably thought about starting a podcast for 10 years or like wanted to start something for 10 years you know what i mean and so it's like yeah maybe it takes you a little bit to like fully decide but i think it's kind of because like once you're in you're in you're not like really like gonna do this and then do that it's like you're all in when you're in yeah yeah and i honestly think it's been really good for me like it's been so weird because right before i started it all these things kept coming up like like what weird haters from my past (laughs) like i didn't even know i had haters here's the thing about you about lexi you have like intense haters like it's which which i didn't know about until like two weeks ago and but you've been told like i don't even think i i just feel like it's a thing with your so your human design lexi is a five one profile and so the five line i have the five line too but it's not in it's it's not my first letter so it's not it's gonna have as much influence in in my experience but the five line is all about people will make you their hero but then they'll also crucify you if you don't fulfill their literal impossible expectations Mm. and i feel like we've seen that happen like and like even psychics think of like that one time that we went to that palm springs psychic and she was like you need an evil eye like I feel everyone's like always telling me like you need to protect yourself yeah there's people who like don't want good for you and i'm like what because <laughs> like i feel like i'm generally like a nice person and i haven't had like any like really crazy dramatic things happen but i don't know i think it's just i think it just it's just i don't know people projecting things well, and and... i think it kind of sucks i think it's just what happens when women get really successful yeah we're taught that like I don't know. We were just raised to think we had to compete with other women. And so it's literally like subconsciously sometimes it happens where women just are trying to bring each other down because it's how society taught us to be. I know this is like your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what are your thoughts on like, I feel like there's this big, I don't know, like the whole like women supporting women. Obviously, we both agree that i don't <laughs> yeah tell me, like i want to know what you think because i feel like that's well, something people start to use against you as you get yeah. more successful it's like you need to support other women it's like who said i didn't and who said i had to like i feel like i'm gonna support who i like and it's not gonna have anything to do with their gender and i actually feel like it's like that is gonna be so irrelevant i think gender is gonna become irrelevant literally within the next not that long away where it's just like these are just made up things and i'm allowed to hate a girl i'm allowed i'm allowed to hate a man i'm allowed to hate a woman i'm allowed not even hate but just like what if you don't vibe with them yeah i think it just is like i think it's weird that we just keep adding these rules onto how we have to exist and it's like let people do what they want to do and what does that mean? Like, what does Literally. women supporting women mean? Because, like, I feel like, for me, it it means more to me if someone I know, like, supports my brand and is, like, supporting me in that sense than, like, I don't know, like, than, like, commenting are, on all my yeah, posts. what are like, your thoughts on the situation? I just feel like it's just been a thing that i've seen popping up lately where well people will weaponize it against you exactly (laughs) is what's weird i've never had it whip i think i'm like kind of scary to people because i'm like kind of intense but i think you're like genuinely a very nice person and so people try to weaponize your niceness against you and be like well you said like you're not actually supporting women because of this and it's like yeah yeah well i'll just like say say what i'm like talking about but like this thing happened where in the beginning of Lala, like I really, really had a hard time and you were there. So like you can speak to this, but like we were just 
trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like we were just trying to we make had money. We no other option. Yeah. Literally. And like we were just trying to make our money so we could like pay our bills that month and then do it again the next month and like turn it into something. And in order for me to not spiral, I remember like I remember you giving me permission like you can block people like if it like mm-hmm. makes you feel bad or it like blocks your creativity or if like anything because like I think we've all been there where like especially as business owners you see someone else's page and I know even you feel like this because you've said it before like 100% you look at someone's page and like you're like there's a million different reasons why you could spiral you could be like wow like their page looks so much better than mine or you could be like wow this looks just like my content or you could be like this is like I feel like this is blocking me creatively because now I'm creatively because I'm just thinking of what they're doing or whatever like and so I remember kind of like giving myself permission to block pages that I would want to be tempted to look at or whatever. And it's just funny because like six years later, (laughs) people are like, she doesn't support women because she blocked me, blah, 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 blah. Or um, she doesn't support women because she called me out on this. Like I've worked with some people in the past who have done like some shady things and I ended relationships and I was really professional about all of it. And that's just showbiz baby we're all like you know it's like we all want to like support each other and do our best but at the end of the day like we have to protect our business and our livelihood it's not women supporting women doesn't mean no boundaries (laughs) like it doesn't mean like that you have to backwards thinking literally it's like i support women by being myself and that's i give women permission to be themselves and i'm just gonna do me unapologetically that's how i support women like if you support women in a different way do that and also, if you don't support women, it's your life. Like, I just feel like it's one of these things that it's just like the rules that we create that we're seeing where like, it's like, well, women support women because women have had it hard. It's like, okay, awesome. You're just giving women another insane expectation that they have to follow. Yeah. And I honestly think like you are supporting women by the work you're doing in your business. I honestly think I'm supporting women by creating clothes that make them feel really good. Literally. Like, like we're all just doing what we we do best to support people in 100%. making this world a more magical place. And I just think, I don't know if it's like misery loves company yes. or like what it is, but I just think if all these people were mo- more focused on moving the needle forward in their businesses and focusing yeah. on what they're good at and what they could be adding to the world they'd have a lot more energy to put into that instead of, I don't know why this tangent, it's just been like something in my mind. I feel like people keep saying women need to support women. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but also like, what does that mean? Well, like, and I think it's really interesting because it's like, obviously it's a beautiful saying, like it's yeah. beautiful, but the fact that women try to use it to web, like is a bad thing. I'm like, this I'm, is weird. Imagine this men is saying it. It's like, like the like sales bro down the road starts a pest control they company. It's like men need to support men. It's <laughs> they like probably do. Say they're it. too. They don't care. They do support each other, and they're too worried living in their own lane. Though I don't know. They're knows, not making a whole story about it. Where it's, it's a waste like, of energy. Yeah, it's like I I don't need other women to support me. Actually, is the truth, and that's me being in my most power. Is like I'm just gonna do me, and I'm not gonna look around to see who's supporting me and talk about people who aren't supporting me because what does that have to do with anything what does that have to do with my lane it's hard though because then like you do like at least for me like i do get in my head about it and i went through and it brought up this thing where i was like oh my gosh like i totally like i did block people like that's kind of the space i was in so then i was like going through and not like i blocked like 500 people i literally probably had like eight eight shops Mm -hmm. blocked though 
back in the day. Then I like went through and unblocked them all and like kind of did this like energy clearing of like I'm in a new place and I'm sending you love and you know like I don't know like I am in a different place now. I feel like I don't have to. Did that feel like empowering? Yeah. Yeah it did but I do think that like but then like later I was like "Eh, actually (laughs) like you can't like I'm gonna do what feels good to me but like you can't make me do like I don't know it was just this thing where it's like you have to like own your power but you do I think there's like an awareness too like it's good to like take criticism and be like okay interesting yeah Yeah. but anyways yeah love okay well I would love to talk about the like (laughs) exciting successful things of your business that you don't share probably the specifics with a lot the last time people have heard from you on this podcast was literally I know I don't know how long. And people tell me that they listen to that episode all the time. And it just makes me want to crawl. It embarrasses me so much. When you Google my name, that's like one of the it first things up? that comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited. I don't for even want to listen to it. I don't even. It. Wanna... I know. I haven't listened to it in so long. I guess either. it might be cute to like see yeah. where we but came from. But I would love to hear like, okay, a snapshot on how Lala is doing now. Like what? I mean, I should have told you this beforehand, but like. Yeah, what... you're like springing <laughs> it on me. <laughs> well, I would love to know like what you've done in sales total have you ever added that up recently not recently i did last year i remember when we hit eight figures total last Mm -hmm. year and that was just like cool so eight figures is over 10 million dollars yeah which is insane like i feel like when we did the episode i don't even know what you would hit but over 10 million dollars is like insane for and i mean i know it's like way higher now Yeah, i'm like trying to think what it is (laughs) <laughs> you're like putting me on the spot i feel shy <laughs> well i this is the thing about me and lex is she's a scorpio i'm a leo and my love language is like flexing about everyone like if and i'm like inspiring when you if do. i'm bragging about you that like means i love you whereas you're so private and like you're like you like to be more i like, don't want people to think i'm like bragging or yeah, flexing yeah, yeah it's like more, but when you do it or when other people do it i'm like so inspired by it i know so, it's just like this so that's why thing. i like love to make lexi flex like when the whole nordstrom thing was happening oh i wanted gosh. to tell literally everyone everyone we did. would run into people from <laughs> high school and she'd be like have you told them and i'm like literally <laughs> because stop. that's insane like the yeah fact no it was cool i just was like nordstrom i know my vibe was just like i wanted I to know. like keep it it's the difference it's the difference between a scorpio and a leo it truly is so funny um but i just feel like there is like so much insanity to what has happened recently like yeah how fast your business has grown mm-hmm. even like the past i feel like six, six months. months like when did you hit your first a million dollar month that was yeah i think we hit our first million dollar month like early fall last year which is insane it wasn't yeah, I remember Black friday no i think it was like august or something or but i just remember being like when that happens like i i can like (laughs) pass away like simply pass away like that just felt like the craziest thing and now that's just like a new normal which is also crazy it's wild it does feel normal to me now though but like if you would have told me that like six months ago i'd have been like excuse me yeah so that's crazy what Um, is like the percentage of your originals versus boutique clothing that you sell yeah so i honestly think that has a lot to do with the growth is like me leaning into and that's like always been like my end goal is like to do all my designs my to design everything I sell but um that last year we really ramped up and like leaned into that and right now our percentage is probably like I think it's like around 80 percent original designs 20 percent 
boutique items which is insane because yeah. at the end at the beginning of last year it would have probably been switched almost yeah it was probably 30 70 or yeah. i don't know yeah which is insane yeah i've spent the last few years really trying to lean into what's working and what's working is me doing designing things that i love that you can't find anywhere else mm-hmm. which like makes sense when you when it comes down to it but it's so much easier said than done like the investment the time just the energy like it's just a lot it's a totally it's a lot it feels like it's a totally different business now than Mm -hmm. it was like when you first started one million percent it's like so much more on like the manufacturing side of things so if somebody had a product they were wanting to manufacture manufacture like first say they're a boutique owner Mm -hmm. and they're wanting to get into doing stuff like you're doing their own yeah their own cuts what would you say any advice you would give to them and do you have like any steps they could take to start the process yeah i think if you own a boutique you probably have a lot more resources than you realize just like with vendors and relationships with those vendors and things like that so i would uh, like and i think this goes for like any type of business i think we all like make things way harder than they need to be mm-hmm. when like really if you just like look at where you're at and like your resources and who you know and who can help you like you probably have so much more than you even need but so yeah I would like go to maybe a vendor that you really like maybe they have great quality maybe they know your style maybe you just have a good relationship with the your salesperson or whatever and just go to them and ask like straight up like and I think in the beginning I felt dumb doing that like I remember Kinsey and I went to downtown LA and um, we just literally walked from showroom to showroom. I was just trying to find someone who could help me produce my first designs, like these three different designs I really wanted to do. And we just walked from showroom to showroom being like, hey, do you do private cuts and what's your minimum? Because in the beginning when you're like going from buying like, here's the thing too, like if you're buying one pack of everything i would say like keep ramping up before you like lean into doing your originals because generally the lowest minimum you're gonna find that someone's willing to do for you is like 120 160 that's pretty that's like really low that's really low Mm -hmm. that's very hard to find very hard but it's also a ton like if you're used to only selling six Six pieces or 12 12 pieces even 18 like that's really scary and that's like that's tying up a lot of your money into one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it has a lot to do with um, working your way up to that point where you just feel ready. You need to feel really excited and passionate about it. And then it also helps because you have data. You know what sells well for you. And I think that's like the really good part about starting out as a boutique versus just going headfirst into doing your own designs is like it's really it makes it really easy to you don't have to invest a ton of money you can find out what people like what works what you like and kind of like adjust from there yeah without having to invest tons of money well and i think that's something that's like very um inspiring about your business is you've been scrappy the entire time so like it's it's almost like this you held the pose until you couldn't hold it anymore and you had to go into your next level but i also think that's like part of what's made you so successful it's like you were shipping orders still by yourself when you were doing like how big of months i mean i remember you would be there in that little room like like i think i was doing like 50k months or 60k months and i was it was just me at the time but the reason why also like i i have my job before lala to thank in a roundabout way it was super toxic but 
the owner of that business was the opposite. She was trying to grow, trying to be the most successful, trying to do the most all the time. And they went bankrupt last mm-hmm. two years ago or something. And, th- and they were like really growing at a certain point. But so I think that really scared me because I was like, I saw that happen and it didn't end well. And so I was like, I'm going to go slow and steady wins the race. And Which like, I think is like ironic. I know. Because it's like. I didn't actually go to that slow. Like, but you were. Felt slow you weren't me. ever rushing the growth. I and- never took a step before it was like beyond time yeah. to take the step. Yeah. Which I think is like cool to hear because I think a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you can feel like, well, I'm not growing because I'm not doing this. It's like, no, yeah, don't you hire here? an employee because you think yeah. you need it to grow. You hear people talking about how many employees they have or that they have a warehouse or that, you know, they launch this many new arrivals every week. And it's like, you literally cannot. And that, and that's why I blocked these people mm-hmm. six years ago. I couldn't see that it, it affected me. And I think it's so important to just stay in your own lane, like keep your eyes down and just like focus on what you're doing right now. Yeah. Don't compare yourself because if I would have compared myself to those other boutiques six years ago and if I kept trying to like follow the path that they were on, I wouldn't be where I am today because I did not know this was possible. Like Mm -hmm. if you would have told me I had my own fashion brand and it's sold in Nordstrom and, you know, we're doing casual million plus dollar months, like I would have been like, that's possible like Mm -hmm. I had no idea because I think I just created my own reality because yeah I kept my head down instead of trying to follow what somebody else was doing it's like you carved the way Mm -hmm. and yes it was like slow and steady but also it wasn't yeah it's been six years yeah Yeah. but I think that's the beauty of like staying in your lane and staying in your magic Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes a little while to get there like that first year I definitely was kind of like what am I doing who 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 am I trying to be like what who was this what is this successful shop doing blah blah blah. but I think once I was like I don't want to do that and that I actually Mm -hmm. don't like that and I like stayed in my my like magic that's when it's so much easier to forge your own path you're not having to do what anyone else is doing because you're not them yeah you know what I mean so you're talking about big quantities now what is like your minimum that you order now on a Lala original just for inspirational reasons Mm -hmm. and like tell me how many you were talking about ordering for like fall yeah so now it's so funny like me and my um employee Paula who's like my right hand woman who helps me with design and production and like literally everything she's like literally Paula is like queen women supporting women I will support her (laughs) she is literally like everything to me so she, um, we were just placing orders for fall today and like reordering things. And, um, it's just so crazy. Like we were just like shocked. Like we pulled up this dress that we ordered back in November and we were like, when is this dress going to be coming in? Like it should be coming in soon. And she pulled up, um, the PO and she was like, wait, we only ordered 400. And I was like, <laughs> you're joking. Like how dumb are we? And then she, like, pulled it up, and then, like, she, like, figured out something. She's like, okay, it's actually 800, and we were like, okay, like, we still should have ordered more, but, like, that's better. But, like, it's just Which so crazy. Yeah, that's so insane. Our, our new minimum, for sure, is, like, 600, but that's, like... That's on the low. That's if it's, like, a risky item. It's, like, you're... if it's a new thing and we're not sure, we're kind of testing it out, and it sounds insane, but... So, one of my big goals this year has been to expand my size assortment. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to say that? Um, just expand our size range. And so when you break it down, 
everything coming from here forward should be size extra small through 3x at least. And when you break that down, that's a ton of seven extra sizes. small, small. I mean, yeah, like that's seven. And so like think about 600 divided by seven. That's less than 100, 100 per size. Mm-hmm. So like it's just really crazy. But um, like there's a coat that we're designing for fall that I just I'm like, it's an immediate yes. Like I'm not worried about it at all. That I think we ordered 2,400 of a couple days ago. Which is insane. But that's also with the understanding that we want to get it by July so that we can start selling it August 1st. And and then if it sells out, we can order another round. It's just like we don't have enough space to order double that in our warehouse right now. So that's with the hope that we'll be able to order the same amount again in, you know, end of August or September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane, like, how did you train your mind to be okay from, like, because before it was, like, you get something, you sell it out, that was, like, the excitement of it, Mm -hmm. and now it's, like, you don't want stuff to sell out immediately, because that Mm -hmm. means you didn't order enough, and Mm -hmm. so do you feel like, like, explain the process of, like, switching from, because that's, like, a different business model now, your business model isn't centered around your Friday drops anymore, it's, like, Mm -hmm. consistent, I mean, what's your, like, average day? What are you, like, shooting for averagely, daily? Lately, our average day is, like, anywhere from, like, twenty five to 30,000. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are listening to this, insane. like, freaking out. I know. I know it's insane. And, like, it's just, it's insane to me, too. But also, like, I have, I have, as of last week, I think I have 35 employees. I have one salary, like, high salary level person and we're potentially bringing on another one which is really scary and i have like there's so many i pay, i pay six thousand dollars a day in ads in paid ads six thousand dollars a day so how has changing to be like more reliant on ads do you feel like that helped you a lot with your growth one million percent but here's the thing that like everyone always asks me about ads is they'll say like hey like i should i start running ads like it's like I just have I've had my business for like a year is who even just two years like should I start running ads are they worth it and I've been working with my ad company now for I don't know a year and a half or so but they have told me over and over again the reason why your ads convert so well is because you already have a very engaged audience Mm -hmm. and because it's unique yes like it's it's if it's popping up and that's what I love about my brand too is like it's polarizing. I love being polarizing, except for like when it comes to like people well, not I, liking me. Well, that actually goes to show as soon as you said that, I was like, you have to just own it. I know. I know. You I'm really stepping it. into like my Scorpio. I think it has a lot to do with like my religious upbringing and being the oldest and all of these things of like people pleasing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just like a thing. But anyways, um, investing your money in ads like in the first couple of years is like a really big waste of money. And honestly, it's like I wouldn't suggest doing it until you kind of have maxed out your other ways of marketing to to the point where you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And like that that's a lot. Like you need to be on Instagram. You need to be posting. You need to be like. Well, and I think there's also like I think you can experiment. Like if you're like trying things here or there, like feel free to experiment. But like it's exactly like you said, you if you didn't go. have the engaged audience, like that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that like that's the basis of your business is like mm-hmm. the community that you've built and having really unique different products mm-hmm. in a different way of like branding yourself 
And that's the basis for everything. And I think sometimes people are chasing that from like, well, maybe I need to start doing ads. Maybe ads aren't going to help you grow your community. Like, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like the goal with our ads, even to this day is to try to make them look organic where it's to the point where like you're watching stories and one pops up and you just think that it's just, it's just a regular story. story that, and, and a lot of our buyers are like people who are already engaged, but they're seeing it because they didn't see it the first time or whatever. So, I mean, we've for sure grown our audience with ads, but it started and it continues to be like still we're kind of like playing with our current following still, you know. Yeah. So I think they can be super helpful, but I think there's a lot of things you can do before you start investing money in that. I think investing that money into your current inventory and marketing and all those things is more important than just dumping it into ads right away. And like my ad company has also told me like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like Lola and Junes or Olive and Peppers or (laughs) whatever, you know, like I'm trying to think of just like the typical boutique (laughs) name, but like there's a lot of those and they're all selling the same thing. And like, that's just the truth. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, Obviously, there's a lot of us, and I'm in that boat too. I still sell boutique items, but there's so many people buying those same things because we all have access to them. And so in order to get your ads to stand out, you got to be selling something different. And so that's a huge part of it too, is I think like if you do want to do your own designs and you're excited about that, put that money into that, work on that, get that juicy and flowing Mm -hmm. And then maybe lean into ads a little bit. Try it out with these items that no one else has. Yeah. It's a, it's not a waste of money, but it's just like... There's better things you could be spending your money yes. on. Yes. Or you got to really nail down your branding. You got to yeah. take Kinsey's million, <laughs> million dollar brand academy because you got to really... And I and I do think I did that with Lala. And yeah. Even before I was designing my own pieces, I think the way I style them, the way they looked, et cetera... It didn't look like things you saw other places, even though it was the same things that you could see other places. So what would you say to somebody, not even just boutique owners, but Mm -hmm. any business owner who maybe feels like they're struggling to find their magic? Because you talk a lot about like just owning what you're good at Mm -hmm. and finding your magic. And like, Mm -hmm. what if somebody's like, I have no idea. I have no idea what that is. What would you tell them? Well, I think i think we make everything way harder than it needs to be literally everything Mm -hmm. like and i still do this to myself sometimes like sometimes i'm like okay like this sold really well so like what can we do like what color should we do it in next and blah blah blah. and then i'm like i'm making this so much harder than it needs to be (laughs) i'm just gonna reorder it use the same pictures and keep selling it over and over which Mm -hmm. we didn't we kind of moved on from the sellout um vibe that you asked me about so we can talk about that but um so yeah, I just think we're making everything harder than it needs to be. And I think if you, cause I see people say this, like, you know, people will be like, just be yourself. And then some people are like, well, what if I don't know what that means? Yeah. I think you know what that means. And I think you just maybe need to like come back to yourself. And I think it goes back to literally what I was saying, like, stop looking at what other people are doing mm-hmm. and like, what makes you feel excited? Like when you are, if you own a boutique and the clothes or your community or there's like not something about it that makes you excited maybe it's not your thing Mm -hmm. but I think there's probably something that makes you excited and that's why you started Mm -hmm. in the first place and so I but I do think sometimes people start a boutique because they see other people making money or they become a coach because they see other people and so I do think there is probably people who have done well and I think that happens like I think if you are constantly consuming over and over and over and over and you're not creating or you're not like in your own little 
bubble, you're going to lose yourself. Mm -hmm. And that just goes, that's not even just on social media. That's just like in life. So I think it's just really important to surround yourself with people who make you feel good Mm -hmm. about who you are. They're not making you feel like you need to change anything about you. I think you should really go through and audit your social media feed, but not in the way that everyone says. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe you need to unfollow your cousin or whoever the (laughs) crap or that girl from high school. But like, I think as a business owner, like you ought to be like, I think you can be sending love and support to other businesses without having to follow them. And like our friend Melissa owns Shop Zoko. Shop Zoko is a boutique. Lala's a boutique. Lala used to be uh, very much a boutique. And Melissa, Zoko and Lala don't follow each other and they never have. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny when I think about it because like... It's iconic. And I don't follow Zoko on my personal and Melissa doesn't follow Lala on her personal. But like we support each other so hard. We're texting each other on drop days. Happy drop day. How's it going? What should I do about this? Like... And it's just because we're both trying to stay in our magic. And And that's like so respectable. That's how you can be friends with people who are in the same area. Like Mm -hmm. I had somebody ask a question about how to make business besties without like competition. And I feel like part of it is just staying in your own lane. But I also feel like the other part of it and let me know how you feel about this. But like, I don't think competition is a bad thing. Like, I feel like I'll see you hit a certain number and it, it does motivate me in a way where I'm like, Ooh, like I want to do that. Yeah. And I feel like you can be competitive with each other in like a playful way where it's like, Ooh, like we're motivating each other, but it's not in a way where I'm like, I don't like that you hit that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just like, how do you view like being competitive? I yeah. think maybe the difference is just like surround yourself with people that are inspiring and like expanding you. Yeah. Like I think if you're hanging out with people who are doing the opposite, if they're like deflate, like if you leave and you don't feel inspired or your energy feels sucked or you don't, you aren't excited to go work on your business when you get home, like that's probably a good sign that you should hang out with other people. Yeah. Like set a boundary and be like, I can't hang out with them. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I think it's just like to, to answer your question, just to like find your magic, just, you just have to like, Come back home to yourself as dumb as that sounds. And like, if that means going through and just like kind of auditing your life, then do it. And it doesn't need to be hard and crazy, but maybe you're just too involved in what everyone else is doing instead of what you're doing. Well, and I do think it is way simpler than we make it. It's like Mm -hmm. when we, I mean, we talked about this, I think on the episode we just did for yours, but like, we're still the same people that we were 10 years ago. And like the stuff that I'm doing in my business now, I would have thought that was so cool mm-hmm. back then. Oh my and like gosh, same yes. for you, you yes. know? I remember you, we, we did a um, future self meditation that you found a few years ago or something from one of your coaches. And, um, which is so funny, by the way, this is a random story, but the first future self meditation I ever did, it was by this coach, Liz White. And, she follows me. She's in my close friends group now. <laughs> what? Have it's you like told the her? most random thing. No, I haven't. I should tell her. You need but to tell like, her that she, she was literally. I think lives. she was maybe the first person I ever bought a course from. And Wait, I want to follow her. I didn't her. even Liz know she White. followed me. LizWhite.co. Liz. I actually, I it might you be, listen to this. You changed my life. It might be Kinsey. they, not she. I'm not completely sure. I need to be better about knowing those types of things. But yeah, sh- they were the first meditation that we ever listened to. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this meditation, my phone was like going really slow. This, this meditation that Kinsey introduced me to is, um, magnetic coach. They, them, she, her. So thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, I just followed her. So it like led you through this 
thing where it was like you're walking up to you're walking along the sidewalk and you walk up to your house like what does it look like what do you see how do you feel they you knock on the door you answer like it's you in the future like how does she look how does she greet you and like it's I have like chills I don't know why but like (laughs) it's like I remember doing that literally like five years ago Mm -hmm. and it feels like it was like a time we were at magic or something in the very beginning yeah literally and I remember like the my future self opened the door she had abs which sadly I don't have (laughs) but um, you do underneath it all we all have abs so true (laughs) um anyways she opened the door she was like in a beautiful house it was like very expansive and like tall ceilings and then she like walked me over and she was just like whatever I could like go on to it but one of the things that was really cool about it is she had like she as an I had this Mm -hmm. like table with all these fabric swatches out and like um patterns and like different like things I was like looking at to like design and like at that point I wasn't designing anything I wasn't looking at fabric swatches ever like I wasn't and so that inspired me so much because I was like oh my gosh like she's like a designer I like have chills right now no I'm gonna start crying (laughs) so anyways it's just so wild because I don't even know why I started talking about this but yeah I don't know either but it felt so far away when that was happening. I remember like it was yeah. like we that was didn't the first know time I how... even thought about yeah. like, oh, I could be a fashion designer like that yeah. didn't even feel. And sometimes I still like I still have trouble calling myself that. But I feel like you've owned it more now. But yeah, like I'm a fashion designer. Yeah. So 100 percent. But if I would have known that back then, I would have. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Like our younger selves. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I just would have never believed it. And I think that's sometimes like why even staying in your own lane with like what's happening now and being able to look at the future of like okay this is what i'm moving towards but also not getting too stuck in that future state it's like what yeah. can you do now well it goes to back make to your dreams come true i don't remember if we said this on your podcast or my <laughs> no, podcast this is kind of confusing to like back to back <laughs> but like this goes back to like what i said about like there we've had friends like we've had like people we know who have like built businesses and they've like really built something cool and they were so concerned about what everyone else was doing that they weren't hitting the same goals that everyone else was doing. And that's like also, I think sometimes part of the reason why I get worried to talk about numbers and stuff, because I think for some people it can be really expansive and inspiring, but for some people it can be really like detrimental. But I also think that's like a personal problem. Well, yeah. I also think that's like, if it's detrimental to you, that's, you got to fix You got to look inside, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. But um, like we've, I just think if you're constantly comparing and mm-hmm. looking at what other people are doing and like comparing what you're doing like comparing your numbers to her numbers and whatever i just think i just think that's not a good path to be on and i think you should like snap back because yeah. you gotta like it's good to have goals and be like working towards things that make you feel excited but like in reality the things that are gonna like move the needle are like the day-to-day things i heard this quote somewhere and it was like decide what your dreams are and like run towards them like don't stop running towards them until you get there mm-hmm. and for me that meant like doing the day-to-day like mm-hmm. doing all the things i had to do to get to the dream and not getting like caught up or like whatever along the way yeah well and i think this is like um something that's like really inspiring about your story too is it's always been focused on the action And I know I talk a ton about mindset. I mean, my first episode back was all about your subconscious mind and like how to reprogram it. At the same time, you've built a eight figure business 
never doing subconscious reprogramming. And so I feel like it's well, cool. I think I you've did done without it. knowing. I know. You've but you've I think you've done it by taking the action first and then your subconscious has clicked into place. Yes, and that's what happens constantly with me. Mm-hmm. It's like I never knew a $30,000 month was possible. But then once I hit it, it was so easy it to keep doing after. it. And that's how it's been every step of the way. It so feels I think- like you've been brave enough. It's like bravery has followed with taking the action and Mm -hmm. then your subconscious gets on board and so i think it's really freeing to people to be like okay yeah maybe i'm having blocks but also that i can fix that by taking the action that i maybe normally wouldn't take that also is reprogramming my subconscious yeah yeah i totally think that's like been it for me the whole time and i think it's also just like set like set goals that like push you but also set goals that are like realistic because i think that like constantly showing your subconscious mind what's possible is like really powerful it builds your confidence if you're setting constantly like i see this happen with sometimes people where they're reaching for an insane goal which is gorgeous and beautiful and fun like we love unrealistic Mm -hmm. but you're constantly showing yourself that you can't do it if Mm -hmm. you're never reaching those goals yeah and it's like okay like if you had a day job you'd be making (laughs) if you were making good money you'd be making four thousand dollars a month yeah try to make four thousand dollars a month and like that's what i've done the whole time is just like let's try to make how much i made here okay now let's try to double it okay now let's try to double that okay you know yeah so what would you say so if somebody is at the place where they are just trying to get things going what would you say the most important thing to do on instagram is just trying to get things going like they're they're they have a business they've been consistent mm-hmm. but they're not experiencing a ton of success they come to you and they're like okay how did you like bring your magic and magnetism to instagram because that's not easy for everybody to like no yeah it wasn't it this space. i don't think it was easy for me either yeah. like i don't think i think in the beginning it's really hard too because you like i said like you're looking at what other people are doing and like i talked about this before but like Oh my gosh, like my captions were like so cringe back then, but I'd like post a picture and the picture was like a picture of my husband took of me on the road and then I like put a filter on it because like, you know, I couldn't afford, afford a photographer or whatever. But um, like it would be like, cheers to the weekend. Like we're celebrating by drinking a soda and watching a movie or whatever the crap, you know, like whatever the thing was back then. That's but it was like kind of a vibe. It's so true. Like, I wish I could get back to that. No, but like it wasn't doing anything for yeah, me. Yeah. And like, I mean, I was just doing the best I could at that time. But like, I would say we instead of owning the fact that it was me. And I would just say something cute and Pinteresty when like you can go see that on Pinterest any day, anytime. Mm. And so I think I talked about this in my last podcast because i kind of higher episode i feel like any business owner needs yeah i kind of talked about the beginning of my business which i think yeah like there's probably some things i said in there that could help but like i feel like i spent the first year not being true to myself slash like not even not exactly knowing what that meant and i think it's just like following and like i know this isn't like exactly social media but it like leads into it but i think it's just like following the little tidbits of things that make you excited Mm mm-hmm like for me like that first year it was like I think I want to dye my hair pink and I had never done that before and so I literally dyed my hair pink okay like this is like fun like it's kind of different no one else is like this I think I want to like just little things that sounded fun that maybe like I hadn't done before or like whatever and it's like just following like the little things of curiosity will like help you get to who you are 
slash maybe who you want to be. And I think like all of that led into like me like stepping into who I wanted to be and maybe who I didn't ever like give myself permission to be before bled into my social media. And like I think there was like a big shift in my social media where it was like I was posting what I thought people wanted to see. And then all of a sudden I was like, nah, I'm going to post what I want. And like I started like swearing randomly or like I would style things like like now, like my one of my like biggest fashion tips is like if you think it doesn't match like perfect, like mm-hmm. it's probably even better. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like unexpected things are like better than anything else. But like back then, that probably would have made me feel shy. I'd be like, are people like thinking I'm weird? Do they not know that this looks good? And so anyways, I literally think that that's it. I think it's like just being so true to yourself. And like Kinsey has showed me like these businesses that she's found. Like there's that like fashion brand one. Mm-hmm. and then fashion, that, It's fashion brand company on Instagram. Yeah. That one, like they're so, she's so weird. Like the <laughs> owner, like she'll literally post like a picture of her clothes and then she'll be like, don't buy my clothes. Like, I'm serious. Don't buy them. Or she'll be like, we ordered way too many of this. I hate it. But for some reason, you guys keep buying the Linkism. Like, yeah. she's so honest. Her ca- her bio is like the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Like, And then that other one you showed me where the guy is just like so funny and he posts like the weirdest stuff. Like, oh, I think. Hard jewelry. Yeah. They're yeah. also such a good. The way they respond in comments is like And I think so like funny. we know that, right? Like, we yeah. see, um, what's the Duolingo, Duolingo oh, yeah. on yeah. TikTok everyone's obsessed because they're like so funny or whatever but I think it's just like you just gotta like do the thing like and and those people are probably just they're just like doing what they want to do well, and, and it's working probably, that's naturally them like I can't go and try yeah. to be funny like yeah. that person oh I could but never like, it's but I'm sure if you go to magic. the very beginning of their Instagram they weren't like yeah. that yeah I think it's just like trusting yourself more and more and like just being completely whatever that is and I think people feel that and then on top of that obviously it's like are you showing up like I know it's not fun and it's not like like but like I literally didn't miss a day of posting on Instagram for like oh my gosh 800 days or something I remember the first time I didn't and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) like my business is gonna like crumble well I feel like people don't really see that side of things with you because it's like they don't see the behind the scenes with Lala right they only see the finished product Mm -hmm. but like we did this thing in Psyche so there's this these balances that you can do where you say like I want to have this as much as some so you could say like like one of the ones I did like I want an Instagram feed as beautiful or I have an Instagram feed as gorgeous as Sophia Mm -hmm. but one of the ones I did is I have a as good of work ethic work ethic as Lexi because oh my god you have like psychotic like I've never met somebody who has as good of work ethic as you really but I feel like people don't know that and from the outside they're like you make it look really effortless Mm -hmm. but like you never no yeah I was crazy about it and And even now it's like you're still like working i mean you don't work yeah. yourself to death but like you do show I up almost did. all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> you did yeah i almost <laughs> did so dark <laughs> well i just think i was headed that way yeah, yeah, yeah. until i got a grip on things like i think having, having a baby like made me just i had to like hand more things over and start trusting more people and i think like at a certain point you have to like trust what you built because yeah, yeah. I, I was always scared that like, oh, no, like, what if I'm not the one posting on stories all the time? Like, are people going to know? Are they not going to like, I think and it's did just, they know? 
no i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah, they didn't, you know they like tell a difference yeah and i think it, it's like because yeah like i built that up but i think i don't know like the social media one's hard but i think it's like the the consistency obviously um i didn't like do the influencer thing in the beginning i probably sent like free stuff to maybe like less than 10 people in the first year and a half or whatever just because it was like I needed that stuff like I needed to sell that I needed to make that money back but I think also like focusing on like and I know like a lot of people say this but I think it's like okay you have 500 followers slay did you see that um video of that twitch streamer he was streaming did he break his teeth no I saw this headline today. It said Twitch streamer broke their teeth. Oh my gosh. On their no, screen it wasn't. or something. This was like a really sweet story. So it was a guy and his mom comes into his room and he has nine people watching live and he's freaking out. He's like, mom, there's nine people here. Can you imagine? Like if there was nine mm-hmm. people in my room right now, like, can you imagine? He ended up going viral and you know, it was like 40,000 followers. Cute. But like yeah. just the excitement over like nine people yeah. is like insane. Yeah. Literally be your own hype person and like 500 people. I don't that's, know that's, if I could ever like imagine being in, in a room of people like yeah like insane. where you're like the star and they're like watching you literally so I think it's like I really think something like it goes so far like consistency and then like the energy exchange of investing in the people that are already there and like the receiving end because like mm-hmm. if you're getting 500 orders a month like you're like you're doing great yeah so focus on the ones you already have and then trust that like you're you're being yourself you're being consistent you're investing back in your audience it's gonna grow it's gonna start to snowball i feel like it it's just like inevitable that it does take a little longer to grow in the beginning but we know so many people that have had easy six-figure years with Mm -hmm. less than a thousand followers oh my god i know people with less than a thousand followers who have had million dollar years like yeah i i think the follower amount like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We're, and the same thing, like we've seen people with hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of followers make there no money. There was that that um, influencer. Oh yeah, she like launched her own merch line and sold like two shirts yeah. or something. Yeah, she had like over a million followers. Yeah, and I think we see that over and over again. Like influence, like influencers will come out with their anything. own. Yeah. You you gotta like put in the work and you gotta like when it, it's like connection to your audience too. Yeah. It's like uh, how yeah you have a million followers. But how connected do they feel to you? How mm-hmm. much do they trust you? Yeah. And it, like, seriously goes back to, like, the basics. It's, like, I don't know. Like, if you listen to some, like, some, like, 50-year-old white man <laughs> teaching you business. <laughs> no offense, Dad. Um, <laughs> like, teaching you business things, they're going to say, find a hole in the market and fill the mm-hmm. need or whatever the crap. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, yes. But do you care about it? Yeah. Because sure, like we could fill a hole in the market, but it's going to be really hard to show up on Instagram every day and talk about this thing you don't give a crap about. about. You just want to make money from. Unless you're like selling on Amazon. That's a different story, but that also doesn't sound like passion filled and fun. Yeah, I don't think that's like my people. Yeah. So, um, and I I think it's about like creating your own hole in the market. Like it's like you did, you found a hole in the market because you were just like, there's nowhere that I can buy the clothes that I love. Mm -hmm. And it was like a natural need that you were like wanting Mm -hmm. for yourself. And so I think you naturally followed that. Yeah. And like, I, and like we talked about, (laughs) we talked about meeting the skinny confidential Michael and Lauren on my podcast because we met them recently in Vegas and they were so cool. And Lauren gave a really inspiring speech. But one thing she said in her speech that, like, I totally didn't agree with was 
she said, ask your customers what they mm. want. Like, ask them all the time and then do it. And that's I because th- she's a reflector. Mm. <laughs> In my opinion, I feel like that's because that's she has no sense of like. But like when it comes down to open. it, she's still creating things she cares yeah, about. Yeah. So I don't know. I think she's just giving vague advice. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think people following me on Instagram, following my business, it's them telling me. They want to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. People following you on Instagram is telling them, telling you they want some sort of business, business. advice of some yeah. sort. That's all you need to know. Like, mm-hmm. I think like surprising people and showing them things they didn't know they needed is like so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like me and Kinsey are like the ultimate like consumers where like if we see an ad for like this very specific <laughs> random thing that it's is like, like cute and crazy. You bulldog bought that Buddha. <laughs> you bought that like lamp with like the guy with the nose. Like yeah, literally. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> like I bought my dogs these feather sweaters that were eighty dollars each. <laughs> They're and they were worth three times the price. No, they're thought. so cute because it was like I've never seen anything yeah. like it. And so I think it's just like trusting that, staying abundant, staying grateful. Well, and I think it's cool to talk about. So everybody who listens probably knows I'm a projector, but you're a projector too. Mm-hmm. And projectors are supposed to wait for the invitation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in business, if they're a projector, they think that means they can't show up and sell. Mm-hmm. But it's like exactly what you were saying, where I like to think of somebody following me is them giving me the invitation. And totally. it's kind of, of like, they are. Yeah. it's like our Instagram is our stage where we're allowing ourselves to be seen. And if somebody doesn't want what you're selling, like, that's their mm-hmm. problem. That's nothing to do with you. And if you're constantly showing up for the person who doesn't have any interest in what you're selling, like you're just going to attract more of those. If you're thinking yeah. of that person when you're posting. I remember that being like a really powerful, like pivotal point is like in the beginning, I feel like you're watching the numbers. I gained 30 followers this week, but I lost 20, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like, don't, first of all, don't look at that. Second of <laughs> all, like slay because it's so much more powerful and fun and exciting to have people that agree with you. And I think if you can find (laughs) out in the beginning that they don't like your stuff, if they think my clothes are weird, like goodbye, like, thank gosh, like you're wasting, you know what I mean? It's just like, no, like I'm only invested in people who want to be here. And like, if you don't want to be here, like sooner, the better that you get out of here. Hundred percent. And don't you feel like it makes it easier to show up? Cause you're like, I know the people who are here are excited to be here. I haven't been like hiding any part of myself. Well, and I, it makes it easier for me to show up because I don't look at that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I do not. I don't feel like it's helpful. You can't look look at who's unfollowing. Like, don't look at the, just watch what it does on your main page. Don't go into like the details. Even that though. It's like, who cares? Yeah. It's fun to just randomly be like, Oh yeah. I gained some followers. What would you say to somebody who has been losing followers? Like if they keep losing and they're not growing. I would say everything I've already said. <laughs> like there would be no change. No. Like you wouldn't be like. I think, I think everything needs think to change. Like they need to show up more as themselves. Because what if they're showing up more as themselves and they're losing followers because of it? Because I feel like we've seen a big shift and mm-hmm. like people go, people have been showing up how they think they're supposed to. And then they're like, wait, this isn't me at all. And then a lot of times that does result in losing a lot of followers because they are here for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, that's hard because it's like if this is your business and you are making money, then like, yeah, that's hard. But I definitely think the sooner the better. Yeah. If you realize that you're not showing up how you want to and that you've attracted this audience. And I think that keeps happening like with people these days. Like I think 
we know people that like started out as a mommy blogger and now they're like a spiritual guru that does like ayahuasca and or like they start swearing or they get a divorce like i don't know like they go through this thing and they're like a completely different well, person and I feel like it maybe happens a lot with people our age because it's like you move into your 30s mm-hmm. and you shift yeah it's, you're it's like, like uh, literally a thing yeah. that happens but i think like there's nothing cooler than being confident enough to pivot mm-hmm. and not like don't let the door hit you on the way out mm-hmm. like and i just think the sooner you're true to yourself the better even if it like causes loss in the yeah. beginning because i think in the long run it will cause more gain yeah and don't you feel like those people um i mean I've, i'm not talking about anyone in particular i feel like i've seen it with a lot mm-hmm. of people oh, yeah. but i've like noticed them more like i'm like oh like what are they doing whereas before it was just kind of like oh i i know they live mm-hmm. around here they're isn't it so weird like eight nine ten years ago like all and i don't know if you like were a part of this because you're never like b- basic but like all anyone wanted to do 10 years ago was look like each other and dress mm-hmm. like each other and i remember like bloggers posting about the nordstrom cell and like everyone was buying the exact same jeans to wear that fall with the exact same boots like i remember i bought these like leather stilettos that like Kara lauren posted about and they were like 110 dollars bro i never <laughs> wore them they were like four inches tall and like i literally never wore them and they were 110 dollars on sale and like the, i bought them on a credit card like i think i wore them in like pictures once but like i think it's just like everything's shifting and like we're so like we're so I sick think, of seeing the same yeah. thing over and over no for one certain that anymore people, i think for the people we're surrounding ourselves with but i think for a lot of people they still are watching and seeing what everybody's doing but i think we can all agree that it's way more entertaining to follow someone who is true to them mm-hmm. even if it's like different than anything mm-hmm. we're used to like i think at the like core of who we are no you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, we don't all want to be like each other. No. Like, if you're actually, no, like, yeah. digging in, like, you... No. No, like, we all just want to... We The people we follow and... I don't know. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think it's a trauma response where we think we have to do what everybody else is doing to fit in. Like, it's, like, literally, like, wanting to be part of the tribe. And maybe it's just, like, because we're, like... Well, are you 30? Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 31. <laughs> and, like, I... And, like, I think I just... I don't know, like, I think I'm just really, like, stepping into my power right now. Like, I think it took me a sec. But I think it's just the sooner you can find out what you care about and what you like and who you are, like, the better. Yeah. And it might cause a lot of uncomfortable things along the way. But, like... It's better than being uncomfortable your whole life. Yeah. And, like, what's the point of, like, ugh, I just, like, hate when we hear all those things about, like, at the end of people's life, they're, like... I wish I did this and I wish I did no. that. And it's like, mm, how about yeah. you just, we just do it now and yeah. then we don't have any questions. Literally slay. I know. I didn't mean for this to come like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's uh, like, we're just making everything so much harder than it needs to be straight up. And I like love telling myself that when I start to get stressed out about things, which is all the time mm-hmm. I get caught up in all the things too. But it's just like, okay. Well, and isn't Back it funny to, to think about like, some, I mean, even like what you were saying of the beginning of the year when you were like, I thought 2023 was going to yes. be good. We don't even remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even remember what we were stressing I about. was sad. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was were, bummed. I remember you being bummed. I was just like, huh. but it's like it, literally four months in the future, and like you can't even remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it feels like so serious, and it never is that serious. Yeah. Even the things that feel like the most heavy, like in sometimes even a couple days, it like sometimes all you need to know do is go to sleep. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. If you had to start a completely separate business and it wasn't like money, like it wasn't like the beginning of Lala where you had to make mm-hmm. money. It was just like a completely for fun thing. You had unlimited investments. You like had a magic wand to create a business. What would you do? And you still get to keep Lala. So it's not like Lala is still going on. What would you I do? would do a baby line. Really? Yeah. I like that's like something I've thought about for a couple of years now. Do you think you ever will? Yeah, Probably. Maybe. And I don't know if it would like be its own thing. I think it probably would. But maybe an extension of Lala. But I just think, yeah, like having a boy, like things are cuter than they used to be, but they're still not that cute. So it's just inspired me to like, I would just love to do like cute little harem jumpers and cute little all the things. Yeah, Love. I know. Did you know that? No. Well, I knew you had talked about it a little bit, kind of, but I didn't know if you had a magic wand. That's what yeah, you Yeah, well, and on top of that, like, a bougie baby line. Yeah, yeah. Like, Would I you think, do, like, high, high end? Not, like, Gucci prices or anything, but, like, yeah, it would charge, like... Well, I don't think I would be like, oh, I want to make tons of money. I just think I wouldn't would hold want it, back You'd on, want it to be really high quality. Yes, because, like, when I had Ozzy, I was like, like, yes, and maybe this is, like, so, like cringe or like privilege of me to say but like the old navy pajamas on my newborn baby compared to like the bamboo ones like i would rather like buy myself target clothes and buy him bamboo pajamas Mm. than buy myself expensive clothes and buy like because they're just so precious and i think like moms are just willing to like ball out on their baby if they have the disposable income for it Mm. so i just wouldn't be scared to do what i like make sure it's quality and it's awesome and sounds fun yeah i think a lot of people are concerned when they start a baby line with like keeping prices low yeah well here's like something real you never will be able to win the pricing game if that is your goal there Mm -hmm. always will be an old navy there always will be a walmart if you're starting a business and your main goal is keeping their prices low you'll never win and we were always we were just talking about that the other day Mm -hmm. we heard about this local company who they like have younger a younger following and so they try to keep their prices lower but it's just like that's an impossible but, but then it affects the quality yep so yeah it's just like you got to just like do what you want to do if you want to have a, an affordable price point and you're okay with whatever the quality lower is quality. that's fine but like if you want the quality to be better but you're not doing it because you're scared of the price point it's just like you just yeah. got to pick your lane like there's people who are willing to spend money on all kinds of things you just Got to find the market, you know? Yeah. This is a random question that goes back to business stuff, and then we'll wrap it up. I don't have rapid fire, but I'll think of some rapid fire (laughs) on the the rapid fire. (laughs) What do you do if you have something, especially in the beginning of your business, you have something, but you weren't passionate about it, but you needed to sell it to create the cash flow? Because I think a lot of people end up in that space where they're like, I have this inventory I don't care about anymore. And they just get on this trap of like creating more inventory. And I think it can even happen with course creators or coaches where it's like, well, nobody bought this course. So I'm going to create a new Mm -hmm. course. And it's just like, it's like a really toxic cycle. Yeah. It's like this hamster wheel where you're constantly saying, well, I don't like it. And so I can't sell it. And And it's different when you're buying inventory because you you need money. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody like that? Who's caught up in that? Mm -hmm. 
Well, like I even do that sometimes. Like there's, I'll have things and like it happens over and over and over. So you think I would learn, but like I'll have things that like I've held on to for a while that I like bought at one point. Not things I've designed, like boutique items where I got it and then it came and I was like, nah. or like you see it so many times that you're like, I don't like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then push comes to shove or whatever like I'm, a, I'm planning a launch and you know i kind of trying to like lean into color stories and things like that and like that one thing fits and so it's like i'll just throw it in and that thing sells out first mm. so i think it's like i think you got it for a reason <laughs> in the first place and i think sometimes you just have to like get re-excited about things like i sell this um play suit it's, it's just the play suit and i've sold it now for four years or something how many do you something. think you sold total of play suits Oh my gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> that would be like so interesting to know. Like tens be, of thousands. Oh, right? it'd be close to a hundred thousand. That's insane. Straight up. Yeah. Um and what's the price point on it? Well, it's risen over the years, unfortunately, due to inflation and, <laughs> and just quality ra- yeah, and raising swag. your prices. <laughs> <laughs> due well, due to like swag reasons. Um, I think it's a hundred and four dollars. Well, it started out as like probably eighty two dollars. Okay, eighty two times a We've just gotten the quality better and better and better. I mean that's Eight, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> times. No, that's probably true. One, you think it's you've made that much? Eight million dollars? Yeah, I mean, I had something is going wrong with this. Let's say you'd sold fifty thousand. We're just pulling okay, out okay, numbers okay. out of here. I mean, fifty thousand. If you sold fifty thousand, that's four million dollars. I've made more than that from the place. The place who pays my bills. The place who paid for your house. <laughs> My house wasn't four should, million dollars, you should, but make, yeah. you should make that like your new ad. This place you paid for my house. That's how I would market your business. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, like over four years of yeah, it, yeah. I go through phases where I'm like, I think I'm over it. And then I'll see someone wearing it and it looks super cute or I'll style it at a photo shoot in a way I've never styled it. And then I'm like, I can't wait to wear that. Like, I just think you like, and maybe I'm just like being annoying with my answers. No, no, no. Because <laughs> no, I think it's perfect, but I think- it's I think it's just like snap out of it, like mm-hmm. go style it in a way that's exciting, or remember why you made that course in the first place, or like like come back to the core of why you did the thing you mm-hmm. did, and yeah, like I think I'll probably be selling the play suit f- forever until further notice, mm-hmm. and. I think there's also like this thing where it's like, yeah, you need to be excited and passionate about it like 24 seven. And like, if you don't, if it's not aligned with you, then don't. And it's like, well, no, like I love selling clothes and like, I might go through phases of like being obsessed with that set and then kind of being over it. But like at the core of it, I designed it Mm -hmm. and people love it and it sells. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of have to step into like, the business mindset of it like there's this yeah, you part can't of, be a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> literally but there's this part of business that's like being a creative and mm-hmm. coming up with new ideas and being excited but then there's also and this is like a part that you're really good at i mean Lexi i've gotten better at it so much in capricorn she has a capricorn north node and she's like literally made to be a business mogul remember your reading no you Cap- don't i'm a capricorn? You're a capricorn north node that means that's to, like your path is moving more mostly towards capricorn energy which is like business mogul energy i don't know anything about capricorns she told you this in your reading Who? my astrologer in palm yes. springs yes you have a ton in your yeah you do have a lot of energy you're like capricorn i love being a mogul scorpio but um 
I feel like you've always been really good at like being able to balance between the creative, but then also being like, well, this is just what I have to do. This is business. Yeah. And I think it took me a while to learn that. Like yeah. I've, like I have had business coaches in the past who have been like, yo, this is working. Why aren't you doing mm-hmm. more? And like, I sell this, um, I sell like merch that says the world needs your magic. And I've also been selling that now since like the beginning of 2020. And at first I was just selling it in one color. It was just mm-hmm. a shirt and I was selling it in the one color way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it took me like six months or whatever to like be like, duh, bro, you need to like tap this out in different colors and do it in a hoodie and do it in a crew neck. And like, I don't know, like if I love something from another brand, like I'm going to buy it in multiple colors. But like mm-hmm. when it comes to my own brand, I'm like not thinking that people want to do that. Of course mm-hmm. they do. So Anyways, I think there's just like, yeah, like follow the passion, follow what you love. But at the same time, like, don't be dumb, <laughs> like straight up, like, don't be dumb. If something's working, like, what are you? Yeah. Don't question it. Lean and if, into it. What if something's not working? Like, what if somebody feels like they've been trying for so long and nothing is working and they're over it? Well, I think... If you're over it, then maybe you're over it. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I don't know, because I think in my business, in your business, like in a lot of people's business, like we have friends who have businesses. I think everyone goes through like ups and downs. And I think you go through phases of feeling inspired and motivated and phases where you're like, I don't know how long I can do this. I wish I could take a day off. Like, and I think even me, like now, like all, we I was talking about this today like I designed this dress in the fall and like we just thought it was going to slap so hard and I still think it slapped so hard but it didn't sell amazing but like on to the next you know mm-hmm. and like I still love it I'm still gonna market it and I'm gonna bring it back and whatever but like I just think and I talked about this also on my one of my episodes but like there's seasons of sowing and seasons of reaping Mm -hmm. and I think if you lose complete passion like if you really don't care about what you're doing then like that's a different thing like you could possibly be depressed straight up like happens (laughs) yeah actually it happens yeah depression is like I was like talking about that in my other episode where I was like because I've been designing some stuff for you lately mm-hmm. where i'm like thank gosh did i hate design or was i clinically depressed I yeah <laughs> literally because yeah. i'm like if you like freaking hate your job or free and then you start a business and you freaking hate your business and like that's probably something deeper like it's it starts from within and then yeah. it just and mirrors. that's fine yeah yeah don't confuse it with like this thing you started that you love like maybe go to the doctor yeah but um because we've both been there yeah but i uh, feel like antidepressants like saved our businesses literally (laughs) saved our lives um but i think yeah like through through all of it through like being having panic attacks and crying and being stressed and having a good day and having a bad day i never lost the passion or excitement or like the will to like keep putting effort into it i don't even remember what i'm saying except for like if you're literally not excited about it, maybe you're depressed or maybe you should do something else. And there's a million trillion ways to make money. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to mean being a coach or a course creator or an influencer Mm -hmm. or a boutique owner. Like, and some people do better. Like some people want to keep that magical thing that they love to do 
to themselves. Like maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to. It, it is hard sometimes when the thing you love is what's paying your bills. Mm-hmm. It can kind of like start like this weird relationship. So I think it just like depends on who you are. And maybe you maybe you started a business because it was like the cool thing to do at the time. But maybe you actually like really I've been seeing TikToks about this lately where it's like nobody talks about how nice it is to go to a nine to five and then go home and not have to worry about anything yeah. the rest of the night. Like maybe that might be for you or and there's you like know. bougie nine to fives. Like it's like we need people to work for us. And I hope yes, that I like, create an environment that's like fun and inspiring. For there's people. literally like crazy awesome jobs that like give you insurance and pay for IVF and yeah. all these things. So I just think there's a million ways to live your life and don't try to like fit something that maybe isn't working. Love. But if you're excited about it, then you should keep going. Love. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to end with some rapid-fire questions. You're just pulling them out of your butt? First of all, who's your Eiffel Tower? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, my, you can Google search if you need to know what that means. You can Urban Dictionary. We learned it from our friend Maddie. Um, my Eiffel Tower, oh, gosh. because it, it always changes. I think it changed. Because, like, me. I was obsessed with Harry Styles for a second. I'm kind of, like, not. Yeah, that was a quick change. I know. But, um, okay, Austin Butler and... It's always Austin Butler. Of course, always. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who else, though? I think... Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is, like, really weird. It's that one yeah. guy. What? Wait, what's his name? I That's can't the remember. weirdest Eiffel Tower I've ever heard. Wait, what's his name again? Um, I don't know. He's on Our Friend. I didn't know his name, and Lexi, like blushingly told me at Dave and Buster's that she was like so into this when man. I was a little tipsy. <laughs> um okay. Hold on. <laughs> this is gonna oh, be shocking no! to you guys. <laughs> this is gonna be so shocking. Jason Siegel? Yeah. Let me see a picture of him again. I don't know who he is from his name, but I I mean our friend is an amazing Bro, well that's like one movie. of the only serious movies he's ever done. He's like really funny and sweet. Well he's so sweet in that movie. I That's don't think he's so like necessarily random, hot, but I just feel like he has like really good energy. It's random you want him to be your Eiffel Tower. I don't think Austin I do, Butler. but I'm just like kind of into him lately. I think that's like really cute. Yeah, him and Austin Butler is like really creepy together. I, it's <laughs> usually Austin Butler and Michael B. Jordan, but I haven't seen Michael B. Jordan for a sec. Yeah, why haven't you seen Creed 3? Because I've never seen Creed 1 or 2. What? That sounds like my worst nightmare. Are you insane? And you say Michael B. Jordan. If Michael B. Jordan is part of your Eiffel Tower, you have to see Creed. Bro, I don't even know what that is, but Did I've you- seen <laughs> Black Panther and I've seen Mercy. Have you seen Journal for Jordan? No, I'm not seeing that. What? You see his full butt, bro. He literally <laughs> walks in front of the camera, full butt shot. Like, Okay, I'll just Cammy Google the screens. butt shot. Like, I'm not watching anything where anyone dies. Like, I will sob for three days. I can't. Okay. Next question. You get gifted $50 million. And you can spend it on anything in one day. Only one day. Only one day. You can't invest it. What do you buy? Um, I think I would buy everyone in my family a little house. Wow. One A million dollar house, what, bro. That's like chimp change when you have 50 million. What about million. like close friends who feel like family? <laughs> Just depends on. Could I get a down payment? Depends <laughs> if they're being nice or, or a little bitch. <laughs> 
Just kidding. <laughs> of course, I'll buy you a million dollars. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'll kidding. give you a million dollar house, bro. I would like give you a million dollars tomorrow. Like I would, <laughs> I would like go in debt for you. Um, yeah, I think I would just like make sure everyone's good because, like, ah, man, I don't know. I like think about that a lot. That's super sweet. And then I would. Oh my gosh, this is hard. So so far, you're at like you still have 45 million left, and the day is ticking. Like by this point, it's noon. You've signed. You've closed on like. I would buy Matt like. Houses. A Maserati or whatever oh he gosh. wants. Is that what he wants? I don't know. Like a <laughs> Maybach or something. Okay. I don't know. Like, and maybe this is like so. Yeah, why are you? I would buy a Birkin. Love. Because, like, color? I could never see myself buying one. I love that orange one. It's like, I have the fake. I know. It inspires me. <laughs> um, I'm not good at this. I don't know. I think I would hurry and buy tons of inventory for Lala. Because I, here's the thing. You're not allowed to invest. That's an investment. Oh, you're not allowed to invest. This is like pure play money. Like it's. What would you buy? That's a lot of money. I can think of a lot. Tell me, I want to know. I would buy a house in Palm Springs. I would buy a house. Oh, I'd buy a house in Palm Springs. I would buy a house. I would buy a lot. Oh, I'd buy a house in Malibu. I would. Oh, I'd buy a penthouse in New York. Okay, I'd just buy a bunch of houses. I would be like making calls. I'd be like, bro, I got 20 hours. Give me the the biggest penthouse in New York City next to Taylor Swift. I'd buy so many houses. Okay, I guess houses. And I would buy like for sure a few cars. I would buy a freaking orange Lamborghini. I would buy a brown G wagon convertible like Kendall Jenner has. Like I would buy like some crazy art and home decor i would just be on like the designer home decor places just buying like twenty thousand dollar couches for all my houses oh yeah I'd buy i would run stuff. out of money i'm confident at the end of the day oh i would run out of money gosh. i'm shocked that you wouldn't <laughs> and this is where it's confusing because <laughs> this is just where it's confusing because yeah, I, mean, I have a hard time saying what i want but if it feels like play money then i'm like okay yeah i can play this game yeah i guess i would just buy i like i'm constantly on zillow looking at malibu how like houses on the cliff beach love that's pro i mean in reality that's probably what i would do is just buy my dreamiest house yeah. in california and maybe a second home in orlando mm-hmm. okay next question orlando <laughs> if a port if this mirror behind us was a portal and you could walk into it and you're like rapid fire questions are place, scary <laughs> because rapid fire questions is what is in my mind all your day mind long. is like dark and, <laughs> and twisted usually you'll never answer them you're like neither but now i can Ugh. now i can make okay. use of it it's a okay. portal it's a portal we can walk through it and visit anywhere where do you want to go japan japan because i thought you were going to say you can walk through it and visit j no you can visit anywhere and you choose japan it sounds fun it sounds Here's so thing. fun queen yeah. i just saw that that i just don't want to have to like be traveling for so long so it sounds nice to just pop through japan, and go to, get I think to like only nine hours oh then maybe like uh, Maldives, Maldives, Maldives. Bali. I really want to go Somewhere to Bali, far. and it takes like two freaking days. Something that I can't stop thinking about was the tigers in Thailand who get sedated, so you, people Bro, can take don't pictures think of them. About that, I, d- I know if you went, you would go. No, I wouldn't. Okay, promise. Yes, promise. Yes, me ten years ago, sure, okay. but now okay, I am good. so against. I know. That, bro. I think about them all the time. I also I think about the that. horses in Central Park all the time. I know. And then third, I can't stop thinking about San Francisco. How, it's how like, dangerous it's become. Yeah. One of the most beautiful cities in the world. I know, but it's always had weird undertones for me. It hasn't for you, but it has for me. It has a special place for me. Okay, what People are... People are getting stabbed. Um, last question. What do you think... <laughs> oh my gosh, what? <laughs> oh, 
I don't know why this came to me. It's kind of dark. It's kind of dark. Trigger warning. <laughs> what do you think like the most gruesome way to die would be? What? I'm just asking. The audience is curious. Oh, well, you know, the acts of passion. Oh, stabbing. Like 30 to 50 times. Yeah. That's creepy. That's your worst. I don't know, but like that. Well, do you want to know why I have th- I have this theory? Okay, so I had to do go through my worst way to die in mine. At Psyche? Yeah. You it's do weird. like this process where it like, because this, this balance that you do talks about how we all stopped living at one point because we became afraid of dying. And so it's about he- rebonding you with life right now so you can start living again. It's wow. super powerful. It's beautiful. But you're supposed to think of your most gruesome way to die. And <laughs> mine was falling off a boat and getting chopped up by the propellers and then mm. drowning, like being surrounded by fish in the ocean. Oh my gosh. And well, if you're chopped up, then you don't need to worry about the fish. Oh, I was chopped They're up and like you. fish. Like it was like a lot. Bro, that's dark. <laughs> but so listen, this is my theory, okay? You fall asleep to Dateline, uh, like shows about being murdered. I fall asleep to shows about boats. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because our most traumatizing way we died now we can f- watch those type of shows and fall asleep because we feel comfortable knowing so you we're think still in past alive. Lives we died I like think that. you got murdered in a past life. And I think in my past life, I had some sort of drastic, um, dramatic I don't know, though, bro. Like, me and you fall asleep watching things that most normal people wouldn't. Most people fall asleep watching, like, Friends. No, but Cammie falls or, asleep. Like, Cammie's scariest office. way. But it's weird that your scariest way to die is being murdered. Cammie's is, too. And she falls asleep listening to murder documentaries. Well, I also think it would be really scary to die by driving in the water in a car and not being able to get out. But do you, do you watch videos of people doing that? I've seen it in succession. <laughs> did you fall asleep? Yeah. You did? No. I don't know. But doesn't that I sound just, really scary? Yeah, of course it sounds scary. But I think our our biggest, like the one that feels the heaviest to us, I think it's the because fact it's that you got chopped up by a propeller. I don't like, know if I got chopped up by a propeller, but I know I died in a boating accident. Speaking of fish eating things in the water, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny because like when I was pregnant, I was I went to Hawaii with my family, no and we went. Oh gosh, we went on like a going. boat uh, snorkeling tour thing, and I was so nauseous and. I kept Lexi was puking. like really sick during her mm-hmm. pregnancy. I didn't even know people could be this sick. Yeah, I had hyperemesis, but I was so sick and I kept trying not to puke while we were on the boat and we were on the upper level and I just kept puking <laughs> and it was just like flying down and like landing on the people that were like looking over the I edge below. Believe this and then story. the driver on the boat would be like, if you're going to be sick, please come down to level one. You're puking on people below you. And I was just like, Bleh. I cannot believe it. How do you not feel shy in that type of situation? Did you not have a choice? Had no choice. Oh, my god! Have you ever had puke just pop out of your nostrils? Never. I've never had that happen. There was one time I was just walking up my stairs and I just casually puked out my nostrils. What? And my mouth. And you're trying to get pregnant again? No. One day? Anyways, but it's just like, so then I puked and then just millions of fish from the Hawaiian oceans oh. popped up and started eating it. I know. We probably should have trigger warning. But oh, yeah. my mom, for some reason, told Ozzy that story recently. And so randomly, like, we'll just be sitting there and he'll be like, Ozzy was in mama's tummy and mama throw up on the boat and the fish <laughs> eat it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know. That is such a gross story to relive. I know. He loves he it. He loves it? Yeah. Wait, when you guys went on that tour, did you guys see dolphins and baby dolphins no we just snorkeled Listen, with sea turtles we need to go to Kauai and go on the boat tour because literally there was i would love to see a, a baby dolphin, dolphin this big 
and its mom i mean there was like dozens of dolphins that would just go along with us as we were driving the boat it's the most magical experience ever dolphins are magic they truly are and on that note did you know that orcas are related to dolphins they're in the dolphin family have you seen the video on i wish this was like a podcast where maybe one day we start a podcast where we can show clips of stuff because those are the type of podcasts i love yeah me too but have you seen the video of the orcas banding together and going up under the ice there's this seal in the middle of the ice and they Mm. pop him they all four at the same time go up underneath and pop him into the water so they can eat him oh gosh i thought they were saving him nope bad news killer whale oh my gosh i, I was, was like, like oh my gosh that's no so cute. it was so cute and then i was like these bitches are like scary I know, and they're one of the most beautiful things ever literally i'd get a tattoo of them tomorrow i've thought about it i know ozzy wants me to get a humpback whale but i'd rather get an orca <laughs> humpback whale seems like cute in a unique way yeah okay anything else that you want to share let's let's end on like one fire last note so if you could tell Lala, who just got fired from her job, if you could tell her anything. Lala or Lex? <laughs> AKA Lex. <laughs> what would you tell her? I would tell her, do your thing, baby girl. I don't know. I think I, I, what we've talked about this whole time is like how the subconscious mind doesn't know what's capable until you do it. And so I, I think like saying like what was going to happen, I think I, it wouldn't have been as fun or motivating. Mm-hmm. So I think I just would have been like, trust me, it's going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay. Literally love. Okay, where can people find you? What do you have coming up that's like super exciting? Anything that you're launching that you're like so excited for in the next couple of months? Oh, tons of stuff. Literally. It's like our best, our best lineup ever coming. Which is exciting because I feel like. Sometimes spring and summer used to feel not mm-hmm. that fun because there wasn't cool like mm-hmm. things to buy. Yeah, it used to be hard for me, but yeah, we have the coolest stuff we've ever done. Um, some exciting things happening that I'm not going to announce on your podcast. I'm going to announce it on my podcast, <laughs> of course, of course. But there's exciting things coming. Up. Yeah, even more exciting things happening, and um, just trying to talk Kinsey into a. Uh, Hanging out with me, oh going to Perry. I'm just every day. I'm like, can we go to Mexico next week? Can we go to Paris? If you can said, we go to you've London? never said, can we go to Paris <sighs> next week? I just keep saying, can we go to Mexico? And I'm going to Mexico in three days. <sighs> I'm just like, if you said, Hello. do you want to go to Paris? If you said, do you want to go to Hawaii? If you said, do you want to go to Japan? I don't. I'm not gonna do that. Let's do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So you can find me. Podcast name here is... at the warehouse. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, my podcast is La La Land with Lex. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, I'm trying to hit 10,000 downloads, so it would just mean the world if you hit that subscribe button, and I'll hit you back with some good energy. Love and love that mutual beneficial. Yeah, we love action. an energy exchange. And then my Instagram is Lex Nevin, L E X N E V I N, and my business is dressed in La La literally love you can also find us on nordstrom literally slight it was crazy because when i was in coach there was that woman freaking out about my cat outfit Mm -hmm. she searched her name and she's like it just says dressed in lala nordstrom do they have their own site and i was like that's just wild that like that's comes up like she hadn't even clicked search yet but i was just like just insane to hear those two things it is crazy so cool who would have known 
Okay, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks I feel for like having me. We didn't even like really touch on what anybody asked, but I oh, feel really? Like we talked about a lot of good stuff, so we'll just have to have you come on again. No worries. We're just this is fun. We can do it whenever. I know. And now, like, do you guys just truly appreciate the quality of this podcast? Because he's <laughs> using all my equipment. <laughs> and guess what? If she'll record with me often, she can use it more. Literally love. Well, we might just have to do like a. We do this every couple months or whatever. Every couple months? For me? <laughs> we can do it every month for you. Okay. <laughs> okay, six episodes. Okay. Thank <laughs> Wait, you so much for having saying? me. I was going to say only six episodes a year. We can do more than that. We just got to start. Want, I want you to come on my well, podcast regularly. I, I think can. we could have like a, some fun segments. Well, and I think we could come up with some fun segments to do on mine. That's like, what do we think about this business trend? What do we think? Mm-hmm. Like we could or like get this drama happening. Or, yeah. 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 If we get brave, we could start touching on some business drama. Oh, we could like do deep dives on yeah. businesses. Oh my gosh. Will you do the research? I'm not much good at research. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, guys. If you liked this, I would love if you screenshot it, share it to your leave a review. stories, leave a review, tag both me and Lex. Go listen to Lex podcast. It's so fun. It's just so interesting and <laughs> feels like having your best friend in the car with you. But don't forget that she's only my best friend and not yours. So fun and interesting. <laughs> All right. It's 10 o'clock. We're tired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.